So any cleaner you want, they've got it. Cleaner. Don't do it. I'm gay. <laughs> I would never. She could, she could do that herself. She drove me here. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I like had to make a couple proposals. I've been, oh, 7 o'clock this morning after um, some interactions with uh, my boyfriend. I um, got a phone call from a insurance rep at 7.10 in the morning. And I was just like... That's when everyone's awake. Apparently. And I was like, can I help you? <laughs> and I just like, hello. <laughs> like, this is Chris. <laughs> and it's like talking softly. And she's just like, yeah, I got your proposal, blah, blah. And I'm like... Or got your email, but not the proposal. And I don't know how she didn't get that. Because it was just, it's an attachment. How do you miss an attachment? She's like, well, I need your... What you call it? A supplement? I need your supplement. And I was like, you mean the proposal that I attached to the email? She was like... Yeah, just whatever, you know, talks about, like, the pricing and blah, blah, blah. It's, like, my proposal that's in a PDF form. She was, like, she was like, I can't click on any external links. And I was like, I didn't send you a link. I sent you a PDF. I had to say it, like, three times. And she was like, okay, well, I sent you an email with a couple of other email addresses that you can use. She didn't send it to me. She only sent it to the client. And so then I'm just sitting there waiting for, like, another two hours. I'm like, hello, what's going on? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she clearly is not good at what she's doing. Oh, and then uh, once she finally got a hold of this stuff, um, she tells a client, but not me, um, that he has to be put on a 10-day hold. And he was like, why do I have to be on a 10-day hold? It's a lot. Insurance companies are stupid. Well, that's not for this podcast. No, it's not. Sorry. I, but I was just talking and you started recording, so. No. Whose fault is that? I didn't record anything. This I'm just talking. all off camera. Camera? Microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Off the books, if Off you will. Off the books, oh, Lord. So tell me again, what is your social security number? <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's your account information for your bank? <laughs> one, 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 one. Yes, I feel that. Oh my gosh, paying off uh, my credit card for the month of June was painful. <laughs> all the bar stuff. Yeah, the bar stuff plus my birthday. Like, yeah. all that combined, I was like, ooh. But I did it. Think of the points. Yeah, I know. Lots of points. Uh, I have almost 100,000 points on my um, on my other Southwest. Card. No, the other card. American Airlines. No. It's also a Chase card. It's just points that I guess I can redeem with any airline, I think. You have two credit cards? Yeah. And they're I, both from Chase? <laughs> yeah. Oh. They just offer really good uh, rewards. I have the uh, Chase Sapphire which oh, is apparently Sapphire. Chase Sapphire Reserve, which is apparently one of the best credit cards out there on the market. Wow. Besides, you know, the people who have like the black cards. That... I have a Discover card <laughs> <laughs> that I've had since I was 18. <laughs> yeah, I got the, the Southwest card. Southwest card, let me tell you. That has always got me good points. But the problem that I had with it is like they never upped my minimum, like, or not my, my minimum, my uh, credit limit. And so I'm like... You have okay. to request it. Oh. Then that's why. <laughs> um, My credit limit is $300, and I don't know why. It's only $6,000, but I'm like... And I mean, I don't spend $6,000, but it's like... Okay. So then I got this other credit card, and I got approved for like 12000 or something like that. So I'm like, that's awesome. I have a credit for 120000 <laughs> Do you really? No. Oh. <laughs> $120,000 is my credit limit. What's yours? Um, 
Might yeah. Both like a, a sensible 8,000. Mm, sensible 8,000. That's a good amount. Because then, it, it, I mean, once you have more of a credit... Uh, Histoire. L- history and a credit limit, you get better... Um, you can get a better credit score. The, let's talk about uh, gay stuff. No, let's talk about the, this credit... Uh, <laughs> this, sure. The cr- credit scores don't make any sense at all. Don't make any sense to me at all. It's like, hey, you got another credit card, but since your credit limit went up, your credit score goes up. But since you got the credit card, you we had to do an inquiry on your credit score, so then it went down. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Mine's like, hey... um, you closed an account. Mm. The account of you paid off your car. Mm-hmm. It's going to put your score down. Yeah. That's what a lot of people are like. Yeah, I didn't like my I paid off my student loans finally. So that you would think that the $25,000 of debt that people might have still like me, I have $25,000 debt, but they were like, my credit score dropped 40 points. And I was like, holy shit. That's wild. They want you to have debt, but they, you, you have, but to, you pay, have to have the right kind. You have to have the right kind and you had to be paying it off. But if you pay it off, then we have a problem. But then we have a problem. You need to have, you need to continuously have about forty thousand dollars worth of death at yes. all times. Yes, exactly. Uh, constantly. Which actually that's kinda of like where I'm at. <laughs> twenty five thousand not really, but twenty five thousand dollars in I think they say that the average American has about forty thousand dollars worth of debt. Yeah. Let me see. Twenty five thousand dollars in student loans. Um, right now three thousand on a credit card, but that is officially paid off as of today. Um so I'm sitting at about thirty thousand. That's thirty thousand. Fifty-two thousand nine hundred. Mm. Yes, is the average for an American. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we all just don't have money. <laughs> but also, if we all had money, then our credit scores would be low. <laughs> the economy is a sham. It, all of capitalism, tear it down. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Can you? Do you remember in like all? school <laughs> they were like do you remember in all school they communism is just the devil uh-huh and, and then like, they tried communism to... doesn't sound that bad it really does not sound that bad it sounds i mean like once you get to like soviet russia style communism that's bad well if you read animal farm animal farm basically tells you that communism is never good because there will always be people who because the idea of communism that everyone is equal and everyone puts things into society society great but the problem is that there always wants to be people who are going to abuse the system. Yes. And uh, not be equal. So then it comes to our our nice, balanced middle ground of socialism. socialism. Oh, where the government takes care of you, and you pay a lot of money to the government, but you also get a lot of programs out of it. And you don't actually pay that much, if it's right. Honestly, the... Ta- if the people that are supposed to pay it are paying it... The but amount, it's not that much. The amount of taxes that we pay in America uh, compared to other countries uh, that also have, like, free health care and, and, you know, other services, socialism, if you will, um, we pay very close to similar amounts of taxes. And we get nothing mm-hmm. from our governments. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Nada. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> we do. Um, you know. A lot of heartburn. Sense of anxiety. And, yeah, anxiety. <laughs> stressed my hair's falling out uh afraid that donald trump is going to show up again in 2024 somehow there's just a lot of fear in the world Ooh, what is that i'm just picking things out of my toes <laughs> don't do that here <laughs> i have socks on <laughs> i got socks that i'm allowed to wear with my shoes oh because uh, thomas has... makes fun of me oh why because okay. you can see my ankle socks and slip it on shoes don't. Don't you wear Tom's? Did I make that up? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, not, I mean, yes. Yeah. Or, mm, there's different kinds of no-show socks. You got the the little slippies and like the little little not-so-slippies. These no, are the ones that have like the silicone on the heel so it doesn't oh, slip down. Yes. Mama. Game changer. You're a sock expert. I knew that oh, you would yes. enjoy that information. Oh, yes. I learned so much about socks. I know way too much about socks. Do you ever... <laughs> Do you ever just feel that you just, like, have too much random knowledge about just stupid things? That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> 111 weeks later, we just have a lot of intelligence about um, nothing. Questionable things. <laughs> yes, very questionable things. You can't. A, a body could not f- fall down a crevice and be upside down for f- more than 15 hours. And, like... Well, hold on. You would be surprised. Let me tell you, mama. (laughs) Well, an owl couldn't just fly into someone's house and kill him in a stairwell. Well. Well. (laughs) There was a story. (laughs) Up for debate. And let me tell you why. (laughs) Let me explain to you the whole story. I've got notes on it. Don't worry. Uh, Yeah, that's valid. But no, I, I like, I mean, I got a degree in biochemistry and genetics and also a minor in sociology and horticulture. So I've got... All of that education that I don't use because then I started to work in a pharmacology department at UT Health and did a lot of work with uh, drugs <laughs> and then got went to a DNA testing company, which related a little bit to genetics, but then uh, was really just about um, testing white people <laughs> for their DNA. Um, and then now I know a shit ton about all types of different floors and how to install them. Uh, then went back to a sock, went to a sock company, and now I'm back here. But she's humble. She's humble. I know too much, okay? <laughs> she just knows so much. <laughs> she knows so much. I know the best of the best, you know? The imp... What? Oh. <laughs> you just... <gasps> I just know a lot of information. Ask me about my socks. No? You like that? No. I no, really I... don't. No, I really don't. <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever feel like you just have way too much taste? And like you're really good at knowing what looks good? Because. I do. I don't think you do. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to open my eyes until you agree. <laughs> Who are you, Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, hold, okay, hold on. Hold guys, on. guys, guys, guys. <laughs> listen to my story. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, I guess no one yeah. wants to wants me to finish the story. Okay, that's oh. that's fine. I'll just be quiet now. <laughs> it was it was June. <laughs> okay, I'll keep telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's true though. It's, it's true. true. It's, it's true. true. Honestly, if you've listened to a Les Talk about gay stuff, you know that that's true. Oh my god, what is happening to you? There's somebody behind you. Is it really? No. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, don't know um, what that is. I don't don't <laughs> like that. Uh, I have not started packing. I did wash clothes. <laughs> oh, so thing. Let's get out of here. Yeah. No, I, I don't care. Um, I'm having fun, so I don't care. This is, I like I said, I had a busy day, so this is my uh, enjoying myself before I stress out more later. I found so you put on your Lindsay tank top, and now my you're Lin- here for a good time. <laughs> what does that L stand for, Lindsay? <laughs> I thought it was Laurel. But... Laurel. Um, yeah, this podcast is going to come out on Sunday, so no one's going to understand that I'm <laughs> packing. Will you be back by then? No, I'll be back next Wednesday. A whole week? A whole week? What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, isn't that crazy? Crazy. What are you going to do? Adore. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, I don't actually know. That's what, packing is 
much more difficult when you have no idea what you're doing. Um, so bring that's lots fun. of sunscreen. I'm gonna bring lots of sunscreen. I do have that. That's a, that's a that's a go. Uh, maybe Pedialyte, but I, I I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, it's just gonna be <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna bring some random outfits and uh, just gonna wing it. I'm just gonna wing it. You know? yeah. I do know that one of our activities that we're doing activities Act- donkey rides I love good activities um, no we're going scuba diving because <gasps> apparently you don't have to be certified to scuba dive if you're scuba diving above like a certain limit I think it's like 30 or 40 feet underwater I don't know but that's what we're apparently doing because oh. I was like oh is it one of those like helmet things you put on but like the rest of your body is still exposed and just like filters air in they have those now uh and you just kind of like sink basically um but no it's like full like suit and then like a tank and stuff like that i'm like this sounds like a lot yeah it sounds dangerous i was like this is are you sure it's not just snorkeling they're like no you have a little mouthpiece i'm like okay this is i'm scared (laughs) i'm scared i'm going to drown or die or get eaten by a shark (laughs) oh yeah because well you couldn't get back up from 30 or 40 feet down i can barely swim Just see me. Like, Where are you going with again? Doggy paddling. Like just a Monica. Okay. I just like put a like, bag put around. Put a kink in the hose. Oh yeah, or just put a bag around my my uh, neck and just <laughs> no, put it. Put the bag around the neck and say that's the the helmet. All right, Chris, go. <laughs> Get in the water. I can't no, blow see it anything. up. <laughs> I can't see anything in here. Chris, just take a bunch of deep breaths real fast. Like <gasps> the mouth is tight. <laughs> The plastic keeps getting stuck in my mouth while I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> oh no! Are you trying to get me killed? Are you gonna put a hit out on me? Yes. Cheers, cheers. To, to me. <laughs> to cheers. your last day. <laughs> cheers to my trip to uh, Cabo. Ooh, and maybe never returning. You're gonna feel so bad if something happens to me. You're like, oh, I wish that evil on Chris. No, you're like. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> fucking Lindsay. Little, uh, fucking, fucking Lindsay. <laughs> Hello? It's in in there. In there. The one, two, two creaky doors in the house all go to the office. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Just, you either close the door or you leave it open. Squeaks. Yeah. Um, love that. Okay, I'm going to do this. Well, you do that because I want to talk about something. I want to talk about... Um, Gay stuff. Big bones. Oh, big bones. Recent Gallup polls show that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of our stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effect that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones, stress hormones in humans and their dogs. You sounded Australian. Like stress hormones? <laughs> still stress hormones. In humans and their dogs. If you're a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Mm. Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients mm. and full-spectrum hemp oil, mm. their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakeBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, 
And you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Big Bones is an LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Big Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Big Bones. <laughs> That's the move. That's that the is, moment. Oh my god. That's the move. Not again. Not again. Hunty. Mm. You know what I'm really excited about? Uh, being on a plane? Actually, yes, kind of. I always really like the um, the descent. The descent. Mm. The descent. By that point, I'm typically still asleep. Drunk. Mm, maybe. They don't allow alcohols on uh, um, on uh, flights that are less than uh, less than four hours as of right now, because of uh, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Coronavirus. COVID. 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 <laughs> I'm trying and getting little bits as I go along. You know. I think you should switch to a different accent. No. No. <laughs> go for um, Czechoslovakian. That's very particular. Yeah. Here, you ready? Mm-hmm. This is my Czechoslovakian accent. Because most of them speak English. Mauer. <laughs> Bring it on. No. Um, who went first last week? I went first last week. It's my turn. So, it's my moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's my moment to shine. Mm-hmm. You anyway. don't think I'm going to shine? Oh, wait. I didn't tell you what I, I, I missed. Besides the, the flights. Um... And not what I'm excited about. Going to the beach. I'm just excited about a beach. <gasps> Bro, you could have gone to Galveston. I could have. Remember that time that I took a full-ass beach trip down to uh, Port Aransas for my birthday? Just so I didn't have to go to Galveston? Yeah. You missed the beach and you were literally there two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. That was a long time. Do you know how long it's been since I've been to the beach? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of the beach. Oh, I love the beach. I like the beach. It's really sandy. I just love whenever sand gets in between my uh, butt cheeks and balls and thighs. The balls and thighs, and you while you're walking, just Just feel the grit. grit. (laughs) And then also when you like open your mouth for eating a chip, sand. You open your mouth for eating a sandwich, sand. That's you open your mouth for eating the sand, more sand. It's so weird that, like, I'm dipping my chips in the sand and I keep getting sandy. Well, I like to mix it with a little bit of water so it can... Oh, it, yes. It gets the good the Galveston grime water. Just, mm, mm, mm. Mm. Oh, no, I bring water from home. I'm not disgusting. Oh, I drink the... Uh, eat, eat the ocean water. Eat it. Not even drink it. Fish have sex in that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of whale sperm in there. Yeah. I, thought, I love that in middle school that was something that people would say. That, because they were obsessed with the fact that there's just male Don't cup, drink whale water because <laughs> the fish have sex in it. So what do you want me to do, but also, Tim? I, fucking you, be dehydrated? Yeah. But also, you can't drink the salt water. You'll become more dehydrated. You would die. You would die. You would die. People did that. Because they were like, ooh, I'm staying in water. They do not understand salt. 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 Um, speaking of salt, actually, one thing, just random fact, um, uh, I watched an Salt ep- crystals heal unhappiness. That's one of those gemstone things, right? Himalayan salt, if you put it in front of a light, 
it emits electrolytes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you remember when those were popular? Actually, they're still popular. I still see them on shelves all the time. Those like giant oh. sea salt lamps. Yeah, I don't want that. Should I get one? No. Why? why? No. Why? I, because I for? finally set up, uh, after all this time, set up my actual nightstands next to my bed. Because you were embarrassed? Because you were bringing Ben over? Yes. <laughs> you were like, I can't let him see me I, with that I, nightstand. I brought my uh, m- my boyfriend to my house, and I'm like, we should, I should probably put up these nightstands. Yeah. And you made him help you. <laughs> uh, he actually did help me. But not because I asked him to, just because he did, out of the goodness of his little gay heart. <laughs> his little gay, colorless heart. Because, yeah, he does not like, uh, he doesn't have a favorite color. Because mm-hmm. uh, Spencer asked me on, was it on the podcast or yes. was it off the podcast? Probably off the podcast, but I have very important things to know about people. I need to know their favorite color uh-huh. and their gay diva. Their gay diva, yeah. I didn't ask about flowers, but that was a good one too. And I didn't, no Google, I don't care. Uh, why? I don't know what they heard. Uh, but yeah, they, I don't know why I asked him about his favorite flower. I think I just wanted to know. Do you have a favorite flower? Yeah. Sunflowers. Um, why? Because you're fucking gay. Uh, my favorite flower really is orchids, but orchids are difficult to deal with. Uh, so my second one is hibiscus. Uh, I love a good hibiscus. tropical. Mm, and amaryllises. Amaryllises are really pretty too. But they don't last very long. No, they don't. No. But hibiscus. I'm like, mm, hibiscus queen. Ooh. Mm. Anyways Um, I'm going to take us to a different note Something a little bit lighter Something a little bit lighter than talking about beaches And uh, favorite flowers and boyfriends Yeah, murder We're going to go to murder Uh, Let's go to murder It's perfect Die, cry, hate (laughs) So, have you ever heard of the country Canada? Mm. Refresh my memory uh, Mounties, um, mm. maple syrup, beavers, mm. uh, lots of nice people. Um, mm. Maple leaves, uh, really good at hockey. Uh, mild summers, moderate mild. winters. <laughs> moderate winters? Uh-huh. Oh. Depending on where you're at. Um, <laughs> where in Canada are you having a moderate winter? In... BC, because it's not. None of it. (laughs) No. Mild winter. (laughs) Just, yeah, in this this quaint little place called Northwest Territories. Um, A frozen hellscape most of the year. (laughs) No. No. How far are we talking? It's a big province. It is a big province. province. Yeah, but what part of it is uh, warm? The south part. Okay. Do you think there's snow on the ground all year round there? No. It's like Alaska. Just most of the year. Yeah. June. July doesn't have snow. Maybe August. That's about it. I'd say, yeah. <laughs> but I'd probably take it to October. Oh, really? You'd even go September not having snow on the ground? Depends on the year. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But guaranteed July and August. Maybe not. In June. Oh, June? Mm-hmm. My friend uh, lives in um, New York, and she said there was one time, one year, they had snow on the ground in June. Like I said, it depends on the year. <laughs> I said guaranteed. Anyways, continue. Uh, well, Canada. Mm, yes. I think it rings a bell. Famous people from there. Celine Dion. Carly. Carly. Ray Jepsen. Michael Bublé. Spencer Smith. Who? Spencer Smith. I don't... Is he like one of those actors like Rebecca Black or Brenda Song? D-list. No. no. 
Yeah, those are divas. <laughs> D-list, not divas. I heard divas, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, Me? Canada. Oh. It's Canada. Oh, it's Canada. 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 Oh, Canada. Um, so in 2009, mm-hmm. Canada was reeling from the murders of four women in Kingston, Ontario. Oh, my gosh. The city uh, is about 250 kilometers from Toronto. Um, had seen crimes like this before, but not with these circumstances. Also, I love that my crimes happened, like, started happening literally a year later. <laughs> what, are they related? No. Oh, no. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. You'll see. You will see. Well, I won't see. I'll, I'll hear it. No. Oh. I have a video. I have a PowerPoint Look presentation. <laughs> Slide A. Look, presentation. <laughs> Uh, before we delve a little bit deeper into the story, let's learn a little bit of background. Mm. Um, so the Shafia family were uh, Afghani immigrants. <clears throat> they moved to Pakistan from uh, Afghanistan in 1992. And then they moved to Australia. And then they moved to the United Arab Emirates, uh, where they lived for a decade while uh, Muhammad Shafia made his fortune in real estate. Oh. Um, in, in Dubai. he By 2007, he was a multimillionaire. Okay. He soon decided to take advantage of the immigration program introduced by the government of Quebec in Canada, which offered permanent residence and eventual citizenship to people who invested significant money into the province. Uh, Shafi invested $2 million. Mm. Doll hairs. Is that significant? $2 million? Well, I mean, I mean that seriously, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a stupid question. Because, like, I mean, when you're looking at like government dollars, is $2 million like enough for him to come over that it was a serious question it wasn't just like is that a and i gave you a serious answer okay well uh, you gave me a look at first uh that's just my face (laughs) whatever um he purchased a small strip mall on the outskirts of montreal uh he invested further by building a spacious new home for two hundred thousand dollars for his family Mm -hmm. um shafia and his second wife tuba and their seven children immigrated to Canada. What? Tuba. I don't know why that's funny to me. T-O-O-B-A. Oh, okay. Um, it's immigrated to Canada and settled in the Saint-Lenard borough of Montreal in 2007. Is uh, that an affluent uh, neighborhood? Affluence. Mm. Affluence. Um, Call I'm back. Actually, no. I'm, I was from the south side of the river mm. that I lived there for oh, you were three in, or four years. In the... It, mama... I was not in the, I was in the English, well, basically, because the English parts were like, go put all those English people in one spot. We don't like them. Air. I don't like that. What are you? I'm looking up to see if it's opulent. Oh, okay. Uh, Selenard. Is it like in the, like inner city or Nar? It looks like it's outside. Oh, all right. It's part of the uh, Italian town of Montreal. But, but okay, I mean, that's exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening, but uh, I'm just going to not touch any of those and just let it keep going. Yeah, it doesn't say too much about it. <laughs> well, in mm-hmm. the Riviere des Prairies, rapidly gentrifying. Oh. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> So that means he bought the uh, the the house. He, he was for a, he was putting in the long game. Yeah, and he's gonna sell it for a dollar. Mm-hmm. He put in a nickel. He's gonna sell it for a dollar. What is this Canada in the eighteen fifties? What do you mean? 
He put in a nickel and he's going to get back a dollar for that house. That's like 20 fold. It's a saying. What he spent $200,000 on the house. Yeah. So how did he put in a nickel? Uh, it's a saying. He a didn't nipple. Put it, it's one nipple. I'm saying that he bu- built this giant house for $200,000 and he's going to sell it for millions. Millions, yes. That's millions. what the saying means. Nope. Oh my god. Um, five months later, Shafia <laughs> sponsored Rana, Rona's immigration, telling uh, Rona is his first wife. Oh. They're polygamists. Oh, uh, get it, bitch. No. No, 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 wait. Telling authorities that she was his cousin and that she would work as a cook and a housekeeper. They immigrated to Canada in 2007 and settled there, blah, blah, blah. So in 1979, Muhammad Shafia married Rona Muhammad and they were married for nine years. Mm-hmm. While married, Muhammad Shafia discovered that his wife Rona was a- unable to have children. So in 1989, he took another wife, Tuba Yahya, um, and the three entered a polyga- polygamous marriage. Their marriage photos, she's standing next to him while he's getting married and she's in a wedding dress. They're both in wedding dresses? No. Oh. She's just like there, standing next to him. Then who's in... So it's Tuba. Uh-huh. Muhammad. Uh-huh getting married and she's like his best man but like holding his arm that's weird mm-hmm. <laughs> um so uh the yeah tuba gave birth to seven children that she and rona raised as their both of theirs oh okay um, hey this is your mom this is also your mom yeah. and this is also your dad well they cool. also like one of the children her name was sahar mm-hmm. she was like you can have that one <laughs> i don't want that one she's annoying me today. she just gave, gave a child away anyways uh uh interesting um so when the family moved to canada rona was presented as the aunt according to family interviews rona tried to exit the marriage um mm-hmm. but her husband was unwilling to grant her a divorce um now uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on here but if you're ever in a situation like that the government is going to help you Mm -hmm. tell somebody not the united states government well canada's government well (laughs) you tell the united states government they're like okay well sucks to suck yeah it sucks to suck uh just leave them (laughs) in in which case if it's in the states you need to contact a private company yeah not the government. Not the government. <laughs> the Canadian government. They'll the be gov- like, yeah, come on down. Just, let's go talk about this. Sure. U.S. government. You said you came here on a tr- visitor's visa, but you're um, not visiting, huh? You're not visiting. Get out of here! Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you go to Canada, and it's like, you call the government, and they're like, oh, yeah, let me just get, go ahead and get you uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, and he'll come sit and talk to you about it. We're <laughs> going to set you up at the government hotel. Um <laughs> You're going to be fine for about nine months uh-huh. uh, while you get on your feet. And... and then if nine months isn't enough, we'll figure out something for we'll, you. We'll, we'll work, work with, with you. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Socialism, you know? Let me tell you. <laughs> um, so they alleged that Rona feared for her life and claimed that Tuba said, quote, you are a slave. You are a servant. To uh, Rona. Mm-hmm. According to sources, the Shafias held all of Rona's identity documents, including her passport. And Rona believed that she could not flee the country to be with her relatives. The Shafias also held her in place with the threat of her visitor's visa renewal being relinquished. Mm. They said, we're not going to continue your visa. You don't have to go back to 
I don't know what they thought they were going to do. Um, so family members also stated that the Shafia's eldest daughter, Zainab, was in a relationship with a boy that made her father very angry. Uh, the family members claimed to have overheard the father threatening to kill Zainab. On June 30th, 2009, a worker at the Kingston Mills Lock... Lock is a... Like a lake. No. no. It's like part... So, like um, like the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. This is part of a canal system. So a lock is like one thing where they raise the water and lower the water oh, okay. to let ships through. <clears throat> uh discovered a black nissan centro with a broken left taillight submerged in the water of the lock divers were called to the scene when they descended to the car they found the bodies of four females that same day muhammad shafia was at the kingston police station to report that four of his family members three of his daughters and his aunt or his his cousin were missing Police confirmed the four females in the lock were Zainab, 19, Sahar, 17, Giti, uh, 13, and Rona, 52. Police initially believed that the deaths were a tragic accident. And they just ended up in the lock? Yeah. Like, ran off the road. Is the road, like, next to the lock, or what? Uh, it... I didn't look at the, like, the maps and topography of it all. Okay. Um, also, in that in that morning in Montreal, Hamad, the go- the girls' brothers, had reported an incident uh, with the family Lexus in an empty parking lot. With this information, the police became a little bit suspect. Of course, bitch. Two events happening to the family in one day is quite mm-hmm. peculiar. It's like, was there a fight going on and something happened and all of a sudden everyone's dead? Yeah. However, they did not have the reasonable or probable grounds needed to ask a judge for a search warrant. So the Kingston police detective, Steve Koopman, the liaison for the Shafia family, petitioned the family to let them inspect the vehicle and managed to gain their consent to view the Lexus. After assessing the damage on both vehicles, police theorized that the Lexus was used to ram the Nissan into the locks. It was reported that Shafia family had purchased the Nissan. The family left this Nissan for this trip for those four to go from Montreal to Niagara Falls. Mm. The day before, for five thousand dollars. Wait, say that all again. Someone leased the family bought this this Nissan Sentra from someone else from somebody else for five thousand dollars. The day before, they said, "Okay, we're sending you on a trip from Montreal to Niagara Falls." Okay, that's just extremely sus- suspicious. There you go, <laughs> baby. <laughs> now, what do you think happened? Uh, he either had hired someone to have them run out the road, or he did it himself. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Zainab and Sahar, the two eldest daughters, were having trouble assimilating into life in Montreal within the strict boundaries of their household. They were not to have relationship with boys, but did anyway. Mm-hmm. They wore fashionable clothes and were prohibited. Uh, that were prohibited. And resisted pressure from their families to wear, uh, their parents and their brother to wear a hijab. Um, They both reported incidents and threats of violence from their father and brother uh, to the police. Mm -hmm. Giti was described uh, by the Crown as a rebel. While there is no evidence to show that she was hiding any boyfriends, she also resisted her family's rules and was caught shoplifting and expelled from class for wearing a revealing top. Oh my god. <laughs> the murder plot came to include Sahar when photos of her and a boy her and boys 
photos of her with boys dressed in revealing clothes were discovered by a younger sibling. Um, and the younger sibling also spotted her at a restaurant with her boyfriend and told their brother. Oh. Uh, the photos were found in Hamed's room, hidden away in a suitcase. Uh, Giti and Rona were also killed because they had been involved in acts of betrayal. And they couldn't be counted upon to tell the same story after the deaths of Zainab and Sahar. Um, some evidence came from a computer search made on the Shafia uh, la- laptop, most often used by Hamed. Quote, can a prisoner have control over real estate? <laughs> and So quote, he knew that he was potentially going to jail for this. Mm-hmm. Oh and my God. quote, where to commit murder? And that wasn't, like, a sign to anyone, like, oh, maybe he shouldn't, uh... Well, we should... I don't think they just check that for anybody. They have to, like, a petition for that. Hmm. Uh, also, searches for various bodies of water. Uh, <clears throat> it also included seemingly damning wiretaps of the accused discussing the state of the Kingston locks at night. And making disparaging remarks about women in the Muhammad Shafi... Uh, women. And uh, Muhammad Shafi's case remarks about the family's honor. Oh my god! Uh, <clears throat> so I don't know if you remember this from 2009, but it was it was a big, big deal in Canadian culture. Honor killings. Oh, I, this is still a thing now. Yeah, this is the uh, headline mm. case of it in Canada. Um, so uh, the honor of our family. So let me just go ahead and kill three of my sisters and my uh, ex stepmom. Step-mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also included seemingly oh, no, the jury saw a series of police interviews with the accused where they at first told all the same story about the innocence in, incident and Yahya later claimed that she had been there and fainted when the car went into the water and then she recanted that story yeah I was there but I don't remember it there this just flew into the water and I was like <laughs> ah <laughs> Um, if the excitement, not the excitement, but just the adrenaline of that, seeing that happening, I'd be like, I'm awake. I'm watching everything. What's happening? Yeah, I wouldn't just pass out. Mm-hmm. Um, they heard from collision experts who talked about the damage on the Nissan that was consistent with coming into contact with the Lexus. Uh, they heard from a hotel manager in Kingston who recalled Hamed and Shafia checking in that night and telling him there would be six guests in two rooms. Um, and he recalled them leaving after check-in and only seeing one vehicle. Oh, boy. Uh, the, they heard arguments from the defense about a timeline of the night based largely on cell phone, cell phone records, which the lawyer said proved the accused wouldn't have had enough time to drown the women after reaching Kingston just before 2 a.m. and for Hamed to have reached Montreal, where his phone was recorded at 6.48 a.m. So they were saying that he couldn't have done that? They're saying Hamed couldn't have done that. Oh, my God. Um, what they didn't hear was exactly how the women died. They drowned. That was according to the forensic pathologist who signed off on the postmortem exams. But they couldn't tell conclusively the jury that they drowned or why they sat calmly in, in the, the Nissan while the windows were open in relatively shallow water. Yeah. So they le- that would means that they would have sat there and had the water fill up around this car while they're sitting in, I assume... They, they probably found them seat belted no. in there. No? No. Uh, the crown theory, uh, uh, yeah, that were that the women drowned elsewhere or incapacitated, incapacitated and then put into the car, supported by fresh bruising on the heads of three out of the four women. Oh, my God. Uh, the car was in first gear when it was pulled from the water with the ignition off. 
So it was hit. It was parked and then hit yes. into the water. Mm-hmm. The headlights were also off, and the girls weren't wearing seatbelts, and the seats were also reclined in a weird angle. This, the prosecution told the jury, supported the theory that they were placed in the car, which was then pushed into the locks by the family's SUV. Pieces of the SUV's headlights were also found at the scene. This is literally so obvious. Mm -hmm. Are you going to tell me they're going to get off from this? Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) However, the defense argued without conclusive proofs of how the car went into the water when no one know exactly what happened in the night it might have been an accident it might it could have been it could have been an accident oh my god hamed shafia gave another version of the events to a private investigator hired by his father after the arrests he said he followed the girls and rear-ended the car by accident when they stopped short at the lock (laughs) they stopped stopped, but the car was in first gear and the transition transition was off so Mm -hmm. Uh, while he was picking up pieces of a broken tail light, headlight, the car plunged into the water as the driver was trying to turn around. He rushed over and called their names and dangled a rope in the water, but when no one responded, he took off to Montreal and didn't report the incident because he said his dad would be angry. <laughs> my dad would be mad at me, but also three of my children and uh, my... Uh... No, the brother. Oh, the brother. The brother is who has said this. Um... Yeah, and then he staged the accident in Montreal to cover up the damage to the SUV. Oh my god. So he hit another something else to... That's what he said happened. Oh boy. Um, Hamed's lawyer told the court in his closing arguments that his client was guilty of being stupid, (laughs) but not of murder. My client is stupid, but he did not murder anyone. Yes, he did. Obviously. Your client is stupid, because he thinks that we're going to buy this stupid... Exactly. Also, who told who? The lawyer would have either had to have tell, told him to say this, or he just made it up. Like, oh, he made it up. Well, yes, but if you're on the stand, shouldn't your lawyer be advising you what to say? <laughs> oh my god. Um, the jury of seven women and five men listened for more than forty days. The proceedings then included delays for a health emergency with. Mohammed Shafia, a power outage caused by an ice storm and an evacuation caused by the security threat at the courthouse. Uh, but on January 29th, 2012, the jury completed their deliberation after 15 hours and reached a verdict of guilty for accounts of first degree murder for each of the three defendants. First degree murder uh, carries. Wait, who are the three defendants? Tuba, Mohammed, and Hamid. Oh, Tuba, okay. Um, because she. Is an accomplice, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not she did any of it. And yeah. From all of the diary entries and what people say that Rona said about Tuba, mm-hmm. she's like, she you're a slave, captive. you're yeah. mine, you, yeah. I own you. You would try to get them killed if they were trying to leave. Yeah. Well, that's what they decided, at least. And so, first degree murder carries an automatic sense of life in prison without possibility of parole for 25 years. So, likely the parents will be dead, and uh, Muhammad might, will probably be alive. He's He was 22 when he was sentenced. When he gets uh, eligible for, for parole, parole, and yeah. that's only if he gets approved for parole. Yes. Which may not be likely. Yes. Damn. Honor killings. Yeah. Trash. Uh, oh, let me just go ahead and kill you because uh, you guys are dressing like sluts. And Not even by like sluts. sluts they you, mean you're wearing a t-shirt. T-shirt, and exactly. Jeans. Sorry, I don't mean. I'm not slut shaming. I'm just saying that. That's wild. Ah, uh, 
stupid. Well, wow. <laughs> Take us somewhere nice, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere a little bit more somewhere palatable, just warmer. You know, a little bit uh, elsewhere. Uh, well, I'm gonna go to um, Toronto. <laughs> <gasps> Oh my god! It's like I just—it's just, I just I so right crazy there. that you were also in Canada. I had this like weird spot on like my rib cage that itches all the time, constantly, like right here. I mean, it, it's been doing that for like months. Aquaphor. Who? Aquaphor. What does that mean? It's something. It's a. Uh, it's a like a Vaseline. It's kind of like Vaseline. You want to put Vaseline on right here? Yeah. Why? Skin's dry. It's. Uh, just in one spot that doesn't make any sense. Eczema. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to be talking about Bruce MacArthur. What? Surprise! Who? I'm still talking about the case of uh, Bruce MacArthur uh, because um, there is a lot of information uh, about him. Um, so I know that just as a quick recap... Uh, I will just pop on over and uh, take a look at some things for you guys. Uh, Bruce Mc... Yes! Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to be drunk on the plane still. Just kidding. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> well, I just took a bunch of shots in the morning and be like, oh, yes. Do it. <laughs> I could. Throw um, up on the plane. Throw, throw up on the plane. Um, so just another quick recap from uh, the past two weeks. Um... Gay men from around uh, the Toronto area uh, began disappearing. Um, the police created a, the Project Houston Project, uh, uh, Project Houston, whatever you called it. Uh, and, uh oh. Oh, no. Cleo. Cleo. You couldn't say she. <laughs> uh, they created a Project Houston as well as Project Prism uh, whenever they found uh, a bunch of. They didn't find that they there were disappearances of uh, gay men, um, and then also um, there were a few other disappearances of uh, a couple uh, lesbians as well as some transgender folk. And so they tried to piece those all together in Product Houston and it wasn't successful. And then Product Prism came along, and it was because a man named Andrew Kinsman disappeared. Uh, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, Oh, wow, we need to do something about this. Wow, uh, wow, um. So there was fears of a serial killer, but the police chief, as well as an, uh, the chief investigator, uh, were like, there's not a serial killer. I don't know what that means. It's not a serial killer. Uh, so then we find out about later down the road, Bruce MacArthur, uh, an older gay man who left his wife uh, and family to come out. Uh, he had a uh, he had had a history of attacking another gay man and not remembering it, but that was scrubbed from his record. Uh, he was banned from the gay area, but that was not enforceable. He worked as a landscaper, uh, and people liked some people liked him and some people didn't. Uh, and then he came under investigation because they were able to find his the model year and model of his car on a video from the same day that Andrew Kinsman disappeared. Well. To recap what happened, uh, there was a lot of dragging their feet on deciding to um, charge him with things. Uh, they finally executed search warrants and they found a lot of bodies in planters because he worked as a landscaper and they found a lot of bodies in the in the uh, the planters at other people's houses. At other people's houses, yes, um, and so there's the still this the idea that there could be more they than uh eight people that have uh 
that were killed by uh, Bruce MacArthur, but uh, they don't know for certain, essentially. Um, police investigation. Uh, police investigation took some time, and Bruce MacArthur ended up being charged for seven counts of first-degree murder. Uh, and he was sentenced for uh, 25 years without... Uh, 25 years before no sentenced to life with 25 years before parole basically the same as what you just talked about um but by that point he will be in his uh 90s and his defense was like this is a terrible crime because uh he may not make it to that point and it's like well maybe he shouldn't maybe he shouldn't yeah um so that's just a little bit of recap of who bruce mccarthy is so now i wanted to take a turn and talk about the overall investigation first of all uh, well i'm going to talk about the victims first of all and then talk about the overall investigation and why it has received a lot of criticisms because the investigation went on for uh nearly nine years and then uh the it there's a lot of criticisms because it went on for so long and um, more people died. Like, yeah. So, uh, five of the victims uh, were noted by investigators for similarities. They were middle-aged, bearded, patrons of the Black Eagle Bar, uh, and self-identified as bears, who are gay men with overtly masculine traits such oh as Oh my bears. god, do you need to explain what a bear is? Maybe. A bear is... They have a flag. They have a flag. The bear flag. Mm -hmm. It's like orange and yellow and white and brown and black. And they and have a, a paw bear print. paw. Mm. Ooh. Is that me? My phone's not anywhere near anything. I didn't get a message. You were pinged. I was pinged. They got Miguel. Um, anyways. So. Oh, yeah. Cheers to my recap, you know. <laughs> You did it. I did it. I did a recap of two weeks. Oh, now we're... Oh, let me do that for you. Oh, thank you. Keep talking. Okay, well, mm. Just talk about your life and your choices <clears throat> and what led you to this point of pain. This point of doing this podcast was your fault. Nope. Ow. You wanted to. Yeah. Um, I just spilled a white claw all over myself. Mmm. It feels so sticky. <clears throat> Anyways, so these uh, five victims had also disappeared over holiday weekends. Navaratnam had disappeared on Labor Day. Faizi had disappeared after Christmas. Kahan during Thanksgiving. Essen on Easter. And Kinsman after Toronto Pride. Ooh. You know I don't like lime. <laughs> You were like, ooh, I'm going to offer this to him anyways. I was like, hey, which one of these shitty ones do you want? <laughs> the less shitty one. Oh, no. That's the shittier one. Really? For me. Now we're... Lime's the worst one. Ooh. Every single, every single time I sit in this chair, I feel like I'm going to break it. I'll switch them. I don't really care. You can sit in this chair. Okay. I don't want to sit close to you. Um, oh, I didn't mean close to me. I'll switch the chairs to put this chair over there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think we should actually start sitting further apart. Um, I'm going to actually start sitting on the couch over there, and you can sit uh, at the, um, the, counter. The, the counter over there uh, on the other side. 
How about we just zoom in from now on? Just you stay at home. Oh, what if we zoom from different rooms of the house? Love that. I come over here just to zoom you from. (laughs) If we were, if we didn't do that during a pandemic, why the fuck would we have? Why would we do that now? Because I'm getting tired of your bullshit. Tired of your bullshit. Yeah. I want for I want that to happen. I want you to come over. We'll do the podcast. Zoom from different rooms, but I actually don't see you Mm. like physically in person. Yeah. I asked Thomas to open the door to let you in. Let him in. Lead you to the room. <laughs> and then you leave on your own accord. There you go. Okay, you can leave now. That would That's what would happen whenever we have our, have a fight. As, it was like, okay, we have to record this podcast, but I don't want to see him. And we'll just be like... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to kiki in the anyway, seventh grade time. Right. That's a good one. Okay. Let's get this movie with it. Okay. Turn the camera off. Uh, get out. Get out of my get out. house. <laughs> Wait, how is that different than normal? It's not. <laughs> No, I say, girl, get the fuck out of here. No, really, get the fuck girl, out of here. Girl, get the fuck out of here. Girl, get the fuck out. It's, uh, it's late. I've got... <laughs> I can't say that either. Oh. Yeah, but you kind of do. I'm really doing this. You really did. I'm you really just up. batting... Are we, are we plugged 100,000. Yes. Batting 100,000? I, I think the batting... I don't know how to do batting stuff. I don't know. I don't know uh, about. Well, you, you get the bat, and then somebody throws a ball at you, and then you hit it. Oh, my God. Whenever I went to uh, Dallas for my regional conference, they we went to a baseball game, and they were talking about, like, the next morning, they made a uh, baseball reference, and they were like, yeah, um, so-and-so, like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bay, Babe Ruth is like, he's because they were asking us, like, uh, they asked the questions, like, who likes to get no's? from customers and i like raise my hand i'm like get them out of my funnel so i don't have to like follow up with them i'd love to love for them to tell me no and they were like oh yeah exactly like you don't have to think of it as a strikeout because guess what babe ruth was one of the best baseball players in in uh history and he struck out more than he uh um hit the ball and i was like hit the ball (laughs) i don't know before he made uh landings what is it made made it to bases no he has to hit the ball strikes no strike is bad home runs well there's home runs but you still get counted if you don't make a home run this is not a conversation yeah we're too gay for this but i love that they're like let's always bring in a sports person that's a great analogy oh my god remember when we went to cancun and they brought in that thiesman guy and he was like millennials suck (laughs) you guys are better than all of them blah 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 and i was like what the fuck and then i literally went over there and i said you sir, can't do this stuff. Sir, how dare you? I was pissed off that entire day. Yeah, that whole thing was stupid. And then I got drunk and I felt better. But also, uh, most of the DAs are or were um, millennials. millennials. So who are you're just yelling into? It's not there for the DAs. But They're yeah, there the for owners. the owners. Oh, yes. Mm, baby. Yes. Anyways, um... Especially because it's required for the owners to go, but not the DAs. Even though the DAs are the ones that are doing all the selling. Anyways, not important. We're not talking about my job. Instead, we're going to talk about uh, during MacArthur's sentence hearing, uh, sentencing hearing, prosecutors said that eight victims had ties to church and Wellesley and a social life quote unquote, in that community. Uh, physical sim- similarities, which usually... Cigarette emoji stuff. Yes, exactly. Uh, physical similarities. There's a lot of um, 
We'll get into it. Choice wording. A lot of choice wording here. Uh, Similarities, which usually included facial hair or a beard, and six were from South Asia or the Middle East. Several of the deceased had characteristics that made them more easily victimized or the crimes easier to conceal, such as moving between temporary residences or keeping aspects of their lives secret. So a lot of, like I said, six out of the eight of them um, were... Uh, South, Asian. South Asian or Middle Eastern, where they either kept their lives entirely secret or they were immigrants. And so they were not, uh, they didn't, they had temporary residence. They weren't really um, uh, living l- in, yeah. cer- in, in in an established in a, place. Exactly. Um, so now we get into the victims. So we have uh, Skandaraj Skanda Navaratnam, uh, age 40. He was last seen in the early morning of September 6th of 2010. Teen. 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 Now uh, you're New Zealander. I know, apparently. Teen. Uh, leaving Zippers, which is a formal gay village bar uh, with an unknown man. A friend who saw Navaratnam the day before said he was excited about having a dog. Uh, he left his pet behind at the bar when he disappeared. Bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> he was reported missing sept- on uh, September 10th or 11th of 2010, which is four or five days after. Not uh, Which I feel like my fr- I would hope that my friends would report me missing sooner than that. I'm going to report you missing as soon as you leave because I hope that it's true. Honestly, if I didn't show up for a podcast, you'd be like, oh, well. He's just being a dumb bitch, I guess. Stupid fucker is not here again. (laughs) This dumbass. Well, what I'd have to do first is wait until 30 minutes after I ask you to be here. Yeah. 30 to 45 to an hour to an hour 15 to two hours. No, if I don't show up by nine, you typically text me. Yeah, because I'm like... Are we I'm doing this? Cancel. <laughs> what, what's happening here? I'm in the tub already, <laughs> and I've got on a horror movie. I'm already relaxing, and I put on the ring, and I'm just like, mm. I have a face mask on, and I'm using a body mask, <laughs> and I'm in the tub. I don't know how those all things work at once, but don't come. But don't come. I'm busy now. You, right when the clock strikes nine, and I'm not here, you're like, no. <laughs> my my uh, house has turned into a pumpkin. Again. The clock struck nine. Um, yeah, so I would hope that my friends uh, report me missing sooner than that. Um, not just... Everyone's, I'd say this all in good fun. I would care if you went missing, okay? Fine. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you said to me. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta, gotta turn this around. Well, your eyebrows are oh, awful. We gotta, we gotta bleep things. <laughs> bleep. <laughs> Um, my eyebrows are awful. Uh, anyways, so Navaratnam was romantically involved with MacArthur, whom he met in 1999. Um, uh, Navaratnam also worked for MacArthur's landscaping business, and friends said that they were still involved in 2008. Uh, Navaratnam and his Tamil refugee, it was a Tamil refugee, I still think it's Tamil. It's um, Tamil. From Sri Lanka and had no family members in Canada. Canada. God, you just hit the... the. Every Canadian uh, uh, hates that. Hates it. That was an accident, though. Hates it. It it's was an accident. stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Oh, you're from Canada? The fuck? Do you guys speak Canadian or Canada? Yes. You're welcome. And so, we have a very uh, established listener base that is my family. Hi! <laughs> so Whoops. I hope you know that. 
I hope you know you offended all of our listeners. And they're they're calling you a. Uh, uh, <laughs> You're a really bad, uh, stupid Bella. fucking Christer. <laughs> um, so next victim was Abdul 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 Basir Basir Faizi. Uh, age 42, was last seen December 28, 2010, leaving his... Oh, you have to help me with this one. Leaving his place in Mississauga? Mississauga. Mississauga. Uh, through banking records later placed him... Though banking, greater, little, banking records later placed him at Church and Wellesley. His last night out included a stop at the Black Eagle Bar and the Steamworks Bathhouse. He was an immigrant from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, while living in Iran, a childhood friend had cautioned him on coming out as gay, advising that he could find God or leave. That conflict remained with Faizi, who kept his gay life hidden from his family, including his wife and children. A colleague said that he had been working overtime to ensure that his two daughters got everything that they wanted for Christmas. He was reported missing on December 29th to Peel Regional Police, uh, west of Toronto. Uh, Toronto. His 2002 Nissan Sentra. Nissan. 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 They do say Nissan. <laughs> do they? Mm-hmm. Oh. I just thought it was really funny that you were calling it Nissan, and so I wanted to make fun of you, but I guess... It's... Nissan. Nissan It is Sentra. Nissan, but they yes. all say Nissan. Um, was... So I was talking about Canada, so I figured it would be appropriate for me to use the Canadian term of Nissan. Oh my god. Well, his Nissan was found abandoned on Moore Avenue, steps away from the Beltine Trail... Beltline Trail, sorry, uh, which is a small ravine which is a popular cruising spot for gaming. 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 <laughs> Moore Avenue connects to Mallory Crescent and the Lee Side home where MacArthur stored his landscaping equipment. And on April 11th, 2018, police charged MacArthur with the murder of Fizey, which occurred on or about December 29th of 2010. Majid Hamid Kaihan, age 58, was last seen October 18th of 2012 in the Gay Village near Yong Street and Alexander Street. He was reported missing by his adult son on October 25th. Kaihan was an immigrant from Afghanistan who fled to Canada with his wife and children in the late 1980s. Kaihan and his wife divorced in 2002, but as the son of a Muslim cleric, he had not come out to his entire family. He suffered PTSD from the Soviet-Afghan War and was a heavy drinker. According to a bartender, Kahan had been active in the gay village since the mid-1990s and would stay at an apartment kept by his partner, who also had not come out to his family. Following the death of his partner, Kahan romantically pursued MacArthur, whom he knew from the Black Eagle. Kahan's remains were found in a ravine behind the Side property, the eighth set to be identified. Sarush Mamoudi, age 50, was last seen alive on August 14th of 2015 by his, uh, by his home near Markham Road and Blakemore Boulevard in the South Cedarbray neighborhood. He was a manufacturing plant worker who lived with his wife. Uh, police believe that MacArthur killed Mamoudi on or about August 15th of 2015. Uh, he was reported missing by his wife in August. Mahmoudi had come to Canada as a refugee from Iran, uh, Iran and did not uh, have any family in Canada until he met his wife. They moved from uh, Barrie to Toronto to be closer to his wife's family. Police and his family had not connected him to the Toronto's gay bar scene, uh, though before his marriage he had been in a four-year-long relationship with a transgender woman he met at a bar in church in Willisie. 
Andrew Kinsman, age 49, was last seen June 26 of 2017, the day after the Pride Parade, near his Winchester Street residence in Cabbageton, uh, south of the Gay Village. He was reported missing on June 29th. A friend who last saw him said that Kinsman was happy and upbeat. Kinsman was known in, uh, was known as a stable and responsible man, a superintendent of his building, and a community volunteer. Kinsman had also had known MacArthur for at least a decade, back to when Kinsman was a bartender at the Black Eagle. Kinsman was seen carrying bags of debris on one of MacArthur's landscaping projects in 2011 and had been in a sexual relationship with MacArthur for some time. So basically, uh, this MacArthur fella was a um, player. Beyond... A frequenter. Uh, a, um, who do we know? Who do we know? Who do we know? They'd be like that. I mean, I have a name, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'm going to pause it so you can say it, so I can hear, because I want to know. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) You think? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Player, player. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, though. (laughs) No. No. I have one, too. Oh. We both got one. We both got one. That's a good one. Yes, absolutely. Ooh. The tea is scalding, mama. That is scalding. My white claw just started boiling. The tea is so hot. That's the bubbles. Oh. I thought it was just gas. No, that's you. Oh. Lindsay. Lindsay. (laughs) Podcast name, just Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. L is for Lindsay. Um, Is for Lindsay. The way you love me. No. Um... Salim Essen, age 44, was last de- oh, was last definitively seen on March 20th of 2019 near Yonge Street and Bloor Street, uh, just west of the gay village, though there have been reports that he was seen as late as April 14th near Bloor Street and Ted Rogers Way in the gay village. Oh, Ted Rogers. Oh, he's a good guy. I like that one. Have you been to Toronto? Uh, I've been in Toronto. I've not been, like, around in Toronto. Do you have been to the gay bars? No. Gay bars? No, I was a child. So? <laughs> hey, you guys want to deal with this four-year-old? <laughs> you want to just... He's gay. He keeps just asking for a gin and tonic <laughs> and saying, yes, mama. Yes, mama, works like bitch. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, He was reported missing by a friend on April 20th. Police initially described Essen as a man of no fixed address who often pulled a wheeled suitcase. Oh, a friend. You sound like you were about to say something. Mm? No no opinion. (laughs) I just think that a wheeled suitcase is the way to go. It's a wheeled suitcase, yeah. Anyways, a friend disputed this, saying that Essen was in a unhealthy relationship and would at times stay with friends. Uh, guess who's friends? It? Friends. Guess who's it, who he's in an unhealthy relationship with? Bruce MacArthur. Bruce MacArthur, probably. Uh, Tur- Essen was a Turkish citizen who had come to Canada to be a uh, partner. What? To be with a partner that he had met in Turkey. According to The Friend, he struggled with addiction but was getting control of his problem and had completed a certificate course in peer counseling from St. Stephen's Community House just before he disappeared. Well, guess what? MacArthur was what? also a client, yeah, was also a client at St. Stephen's and a very and very trusted within the community support organization. Um 
Essen was killed by MacArthur on or about uh, April 16th of 2017. Dean Lesowick, aged 43 or 44, was not reported missing. I want the, the ages to be a little bit even vaguer. Aged... 35 to uh 52 yeah like grinder is 25 to 45 yeah this is a (laughs) but also it's like uh, uh, there there have been times that like people have put like an age range on their profile in the past uh, before i had a boyfriend of course uh that it was like 23 to to 27 or something like that and i was 28 and they were like you're outside of my age range and i was like yeah. Do you think that changed me? Well, turning... how old were, what were yours when you were like 22? Uh, when I was in college, I think my age range was uh, 25. I think it was like my max. Yeah. But now, then I got out of college and I was like, I love everyone. <laughs> I think when I was from like 19 to probably when I went 23 mm-hmm. was my 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 peak time on Grindr. Yeah. Was like. <laughs> You can be anywhere from 20 to 27, and that's That's it. it. You cannot be older than that. Absolutely not. Because I'm just just too young. I'm just so young. Look at all this soft, supple skin. It bounced back, you know? It still does. It still does. It still does. Girl, that's rubber. (laughs) She keeps pulling. This is... (laughs) No. (laughs) It's Laffy Taffy. I made homemade pasta tonight. This reminds me, because uh, homemade pasta looks like your skin color. Um, you mean pristine? Just very wet. <laughs> very moist. No, no. Moist. Just powdered. Just. <laughs> Anyways. Just uh, clay with water on top and then a splashing of dirt exactly i added too much water to the uh the mixture so it um was difficult to work with uh a little bit difficult to work with it was very sticky a lot of the times um Mm -hmm. and so you were just talking about uh the pulling the skin and just reminds me putting it through the little thing and it was just like falling out like it was like (laughs) a piece of it just like dropping out i'm like this is disgusting (laughs) and then you had a lot of it a lot of pasta are you calling me fat I'm just saying that you love pasta. I do love pasta. <laughs> me too. But also... <laughs> me too. <laughs> it was actually very delicious. I was I... trying to think of what to make for this week, and I was like, <laughs> we're having tortellini on Thursday. We couldn't possibly have pasta on Monday, too. But guess what? We had pasta on Monday! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I was like, sitting, I had woken up from a, a very brief nap, um, and I was like... Breath. Breath. Very breath nap. Um... And I was like, okay, it's 6.30. I can probably make this pasta really fast and cook dinner. And then I'll like finish my research. Um, and guess what? I didn't fin- finish my research on time. But oh, okay. no, really? Did you did you did, get here and do it? You yeah, got here and I did got it, here didn't you? I finished it. It's fine. Um, and, but I made it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just silent judgment. <laughs> mm. Oh, mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe not so, so silent. Just judgment. <laughs> Uh, heavy judgment. Yeah, very vocal, vocal judgment. Uh, yes. Um, but I decided to make uh, blackened shrimp uh, with like a butter sauce. And then I put the noodles in there to like fry it up. And uh, let me tell you, it was delicious. I just made it up. I put some butter in a pan. 
put some garlic and lots of garlic in there. Took two pounds of shrimp, dumped it right in there. Uh, two pounds of shrimp. Two pounds of shrimp. Oh, well, she got she got money. She got she money. got money. <laughs> oh, but uh, also a bag of frozen shrimp is only like, <laughs> like five bucks. It's, yeah, it's like I think twelve dollars is the one I buy. The one pound is like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. But it, I buy the deveined and you know all that. So then, of course, I charge you what they ask for it. Uh, but yeah, it's like twelve dollars. That's cheaper than like a pound of salmon. I love scrimp. Scrimps are delicious. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're the jumbo scrimps, too. Uh, um, anyways. I, I prefer a medium because sometimes I feel like the large is too big. It's not, they, it says L on the bag, but there also is XL. Uh, and I don't want that. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need anything XL in my life. I want them to be like Wait, that's not half a, That's not a fat phobic. That was not what I meant. I meant like I was actually making a gay joke about a cock. A chicken? Yeah. Extra well, how is that chicken. gay? Whatever. Keep going. Chickens are gay. Inherently gay. <laughs> bok, bok, beats. <laughs> queen. What? Queen. What queen? <laughs> exactly. Is that the name of our episode? What queen? What <laughs> queen? That's it. That's the tweet. Stupid. Um, so... Oh, yeah. So I said Dean Leswick was not reported missing. He was a resident of Toronto's shelter system. Uh, he had periodically stayed at the Scott Mission on a sub... Sub... Mm. Sub... What? Sebdina Avenue. Why can't I not figure that out? Seb, Sebdina? Sebdina Avenue? It doesn't matter. Since uh, 2003 and was last recorded there on April 21st of 2016. He had faced struggles including issues with substance abuse and was remembered as being very respectful. He was trying to work more as a uh, cleaner or a laborer, having previously worked as a prostitute. He was killed by MacArthur on or about April 23rd of 2016. Karushna Kumar uh, Kanagaratnam, aged 37, had last had contact with his family in August of 2015. He was not reported missing either. He was one of 492 Tamil re- refugees from Sri Lanka who had arrived in Canada... <coughs> On the MV Sun Sea in August of 2010. Uh, Why do I keep picking this up? I don't know. When his deportation order was given, he went into hiding in the Tamil community in Ontario and worked as a cleaner and a mover. He was killed by MacArthur uh, on or about January 6th of 2016. Following the extensive coroner and uh, pathology examinations after, uh, after Crown and defense lawyers had information needed for trial... Uh, the victims' remains were released to their families. A memorial for Kinsman was held on September, held in September of 2018, I believe, and uh, Mahmoudi and Essence funerals were held in mid-October. Leswick's remains were laid to rest in late October. Gay activists and editorial writers have suggested. This is where we get into controversy, Mama. Uh, gay activists and editorial writers have su- suggested that police only looked at the disappearances seriously when a white man, Andrew Kinsman, was reported missing. So the lead uh, sergeant investigator uh, in Cigna, uh, Id Cigna, denied this, noting that Product Houston was or Houston was the bigger investigation. So Product Houston was the first one that happened, and that was whenever we had uh, people of color that had disappeared from the gay area. Um, but then nothing really came of it. So then they created Product Prism whenever Andrew Kinsman disappeared. So he also noted that Kinsman's disappearance uh, in June 2017 was important to the creation of Product Prism because of evidence obtained in July, not because of race. 
CBC News examined hundreds of pages of partially redacted court orders released in September 2018 and concluded that there had been considerable effort toward investigating all three Project Halston subjects. Um, There was a suggestion that there was racism within the gay community as a whole, which we know that's true, uh, indicated that uh, by indicated by the largely uh, relatively weak responses to the disappearances of the brown-skinned men in contrast with the ca- campaign to find kinsmen. Uh, there have also been suggestions that MacArthur was initially overlooked as a suspect because he is white. In 2017, Reed theorized that the killer was a person of color like the victims, later stating that this was because serial killers tend to target uh, familiar communities. I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. I'm just thinking about, like, the big-name serial killers that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. I mean, serial killers generally have They have a, a type. type. Correct. And not necessarily of their own race. No. Because I'm just thinking of... I mean, I'm thinking of all the serial killers that I can think of, and usually they are of the same race, but I think that's only circumstantial. Well, I mean, like, you look at Dean Coral, he didn't go just go after his own... He didn't go after white people, necessarily. He stuck, well, I mean, Houston in the 70s was majority white. Kind of. It was harder to find well, he somebody was in, of somebody in different the, race. Uh, no, the Heights was um, a mostly Latino community at the time. No. Yes, it was. I, I talked about that. You can't tell me no. <laughs> yes, I can. I can do whatever the fuck I, I want to do. I did three episodes on that stupid one. stupid fucking whore. <laughs> I know that it was a majority uh, Latino community at the no. time. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Um, because, yeah, then you have to narrow it down to, I guess, a gay serial killer. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to make Jeffrey that... Jeffrey Dahmer was uh, he did all everyone. over the place. Yeah. Which I think is more of the norm. Yeah. Because gay people are harder to find. Why? Dean Coral was not a... Um, gay murderer he was, he was a child, child murderer, murderer yeah. he was just like find some kids let's murder him i don't give a shit that's a, that but that's a that's the type i don't think that that has anything to do with race yeah so maybe yeah i don't know yeah i don't because i would say in a majority of cases with like a run-of-the-mill serial killer it's like yes they definitely have a type don't do that there's a car no okay um like, Ted Bundy only killed girls with long hair. And middle part. Yeah. But, I mean, we, there was no mention on race at that point, but also, I... They were all white. They were all white, who, yeah. What white person lives in Washington State? Utah. Who? Well, he went Utah, Florida. Florida, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Colorado. He was people in Utah, and he, didn't, he just murdered white people. Oh, my God. Name another person that lives in Utah. <laughs> They're all named They're all Sally. Sa- Sally, Sarah, and uh, Beth Ann. Sa- Sa- Jessica. La <gasps> Jessica. La Jessica. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know that I agreed with that statement, but yeah. Uh, so while defending Project Halston investigation and responding to criticisms that police should have recognized the alleged serial killer sooner, Chief Saunders expressed his frustrations to the Globe and Mail that some sources were reporting incidences after 
Right? So that some sources were reporting incidences after MacArthur's arrest, which could have changed the course of the investigation had they been reported at the time. So he's quoted with saying, we knew that people were missing and we knew that we didn't have the right answers, but nobody was coming to us with anything. Hey, somebody do our job for us. That's exactly, exactly Can you do our job for us? Because I don't want to. Like, you are literally in charge of investigating these crimes. And you were getting tips after the fact, after MacArthur was arrested, of like, oh, yeah, this happened. Oh, yeah, this happened, blah, blah, blah. So then he's like, why didn't you guys tell us this sooner? That makes sense, but his words were extremely poor. You do not get to say, no one was telling us how to do... No one was telling us that this was happening previously. In 2010. 10. 2010 was when the first person was reported missing. Yeah. Nobody's telling you how to do your job in 2010, honey. After, Have you been on Twitter? After eight, nine years. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, so the front... This was run on the front page of the national newspaper on February 27th of 2018 under the headline, Toronto police chief says civilians failed to help investigation to alleged serial killer, uh, which how does that make you feel and look exactly, which uh, just a, a side point. Um, the, as we mentioned earlier on, but actually both parts one and two, uh, the police did not want to use the term serial killer. Uh, because if you remember in mid 2000, um, I'm sorry, the police chief told the community in December 8th of 2017 that there was evidence um, today that tells that there's not a serial killer. Uh, and the police were just dealing with an alleged, uh, uh, they first said they were dealing with an alleged serial killer on January 29th of 2018, which was, 11 days after uh, MacArthur had been arrested. Um, so basically, for the longest time, they were telling him... Uh, no, so mid-2017, um, they told him there was no evidence to exclude... N- no evidence to establish or exclude that a serial killer was responsible for the disappearances. Then the police chief said uh, there's no evidence that there's a serial killer. And then finally, in January, they were like, yeah, no, was totally a serial killer. That definitely happened. Um, so they... We're basically trying to tell him, like, uh, we were just speaking on the evidence at the time. They were trying to defend themselves, saying, like, oh, yeah, we, we didn't have evidence that there was a serial killer at the time. Which is also a lie, because they had information in July of 2018, um, no, 2017, that MacArthur was already under investigation. In July of 2017, he was already under watch and surveillance from uh, police. So if you think that he's already the serial killer, you can't go out and say there's no serial killer. Like they, they so he tried to say like we weren't being coy about community safety, um, but we were just speaking based on the evidence that we had at the time. Like no bitch, yeah, you were just lying to people not to scare everyone. We're lying because adult men should be able to take care of themselves, and there's no predators for that. That is another point that I will get to, actually, because uh, men, I, I don't know if I did write it, but it basically later that there were m- men disappearing was not investigated as uh, harshly and not as um, uh, thoroughly as like a disappearance of a child or, or a woman. Just because they were like, men can take care of themselves. That's exactly what the, the idea was. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, they died, They they disappeared. Uh, they must so have wanted to go. They, they, they must have wanted to they disappear. They wanted to leave, exactly. So that was the exact, uh, you're exactly right. 
So the story was widely cited by other media outlets and caused a backlash against the police chief uh, with his comments taken by the LGBTQ leaders and the community as victim blaming, which I think is 100 percent true. You basically said, well, you guys didn't come and tell me anything, so I didn't do my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, One group held a rally outside the police headquarters calling for Saunders' uh, resignation, not investigation, sorry. Um, In a later interview with uh, CP24, Saunders apologized if his comments to the Globe's editorial board were misconstrued or taken in the wrong context and that he had not intended to single out the LGBTQ community. Saunders had expressed gratitude towards the community for their help in the investigation in earlier instances on one occasion, saying that he was proud of the fact that the community did help us out in this. Um, Mayor John Tory uh, defended Saunders as a leader who could repair relationships with the city's communities, despite his awkward language, quote unquote, uh, in the interview. One widely covered story in the media was uh, the account of a 52-year-old part-time university teacher from Thunder Bay who had known MacArthur for about 10 years. According to the man, MacArthur had contacted him on the uh, Bear 411 app and suggested that they meet for dinner at Church in Wellesley. After dinner, the man got into the back of MacArthur's van where they began kissing, heavy petting, and undressing. I love heavy petting. We love heavy petting. Uh, At this point, the man claims that MacArthur grabbed his neck and violently twisted it, forcing his face into MacArthur's crotch. He said, I really thought my neck was going to be snapped the way that he twisted it. The man grabbed MacArthur's elbow, squeezing the joint until it was uh, until he was able to make MacArthur let go. The man did not report the alleged incident to police until after MacArthur's arrest, yet felt police could have arrested him sooner. The man alleges this happened in April of 2017, about the time that Essen disappeared. Another man claimed to have been invited through a dating app to MacArthur's apartment for a liaison uh, involving bondage and submission role play. In late July of 2017, MacArthur did not want to go to the man's apartment because of security cameras in the area. MacArthur made a roofied cocktail for the man who requested a dosage to relax and heighten the sexual encounter because it in because gays need to have extras for sex, otherwise it's not worth it. Sometimes exactly, but also G is a drug. It's a it it is the um it is roofies, but. It's next level poppers. Correct. Gay gays sometimes take G's to uh, take G to relax, um, relax. The, relax their bungles. Um, so the man soon began sweating heavily, suggesting that he had been overdosed. The man alleged that MacArthur ignored his limits and safe words and blocked his airway with his penis, with his hands, and with his body weight sitting on my chest. Uh, the man said he lost consciousness and was saved by the return of MacArthur's roommate. The man said he was contacted by police the day after MacArthur's arrest and from their question of questions realized that MacArthur had photographed him bound in what was described as a kill position according to their investigation. So this man could have been uh, MacArthur's next victim or one of MacArthur's victims. So there's a lot of other things that happen, uh, but just to kind of wrap up on a more positive kind of note, uh, there was a free concert called Hashtag Love Wins that was initiated by Kristen Wong Tam, who was the only openly LGBTQ member of city council. In production since 2017, the event went public on March 7th through a news release and Facebook page described as part visual and part celebration. The proposed March 29th event drew criticisms from uh, logos of corporate sponsors to holding a, a celebration when the unarmed 
uh, unnamed dead were still in forensic laboratories. So basically people were like, uh, the dead are still being investigated. Um, and you guys are just out here trying to be like, oh, yes, let's celebrate their life. Let's hold a vigil, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I kind of agree with them. Like, this is kind of like you want to hold a big corporate pride cel celebration in the name of all these dead people. Like, that's kind of messed up. Uh, so the event was chaired by um, Salah Bashir, who is president of the Cinemax Media, who identified as a queer Arab man and was both sad and angry about the crimes, having known some of the victims as personally, while his sister was a landscaping client of MacArthur's. Sarah Malabar, who produced the opening and closing events for 2014 World Pride, started a Facebook page titled Stop Love Wins Concert and threatened to organize a counter-protest if it was not canceled. Another critic noted that events were pressured to go mainstream uh, when, uh, when attracting corporate sponsors and overlook the needs of the community that they are meant to address. It was also noted that marginalized communities could make better use of the resources than throwing a party. On March 10th, Wong Tam's website announced the event would be postponed to address concerns, admitting that the event had sparked unnecessary division at a historic moment for the community. Malabar offered to help uh, in creating a more appropriate event with more LGBTQ perf uh, performances. Um, performers, sorry, not performances. Um, so there's a couple of other things um, that I didn't really go into, but it was like the handling of the missing persons cases, like what I said, um, that people just assume that men, um, missing men are taken less seriously as, quote, we intend, we tend to think that uh, they take care of themselves, which is exactly what you said. Um, so adult men, especially in their late 40s and early 50s, they were like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they just left or whatever. Um, and that's not obviously not the case. Uh, so there's a lot of information about that. There were apparently a lot of external reviews that looked into and investigated the police handling of these um, crimes, essentially, the, this situation, just because there was all the calls about racism, all the calls about um, uh, homophobia, essentially, and just assuming that the gays, it was just it was just a gay thing, you know, gays just disappearing, why was it a big deal kind of thing. Um, but then, of course, like I said, uh, the major thing was the fact that no one was calling it a serial killer and that it was just like separated events. And so that's why for the longest time that no one was like really realizing that all these people were related because even though they had full, two full uh, task forces to look into these things, um, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> mm. um, so, yeah, it's just it was a lot. They had hunches um, that there was a. A killer that was operating at church in Wellesley, uh, but they couldn't say that without further evidence. So that was their major, major factor there. So I don't know. I don't know. It That went on for nine years. And the fact that you had at least eight people that dis disappeared from the same area and were six out of the eight were similar profiles. Like, I mean, regardless of whether or not you thought it was a serial killer... That's still there's six, crimes eight, eight gay people that could have been bashed that could have been just missing could have just I don't know yeah there, and, and you you don't care about where they've gone that to. wasn't just eight people no that was eight people that MacArthur had killed um, there's thousands of people confirmed there was there was uh, I think it said six hundred let me look for it 
it was either 400 or 600, but in that time span, there were 400 missing people from the same area. Oh, right here. Um, the TPS received over, uh, uh, over, oh no, receives over 4,000 missing persons reports each year, uh, with most resolved within a few days. Uh, 51 division, which includes uh, Church and Wellesley, had 600 missing persons between 2014 and 2018, and about 30 cases remained open in March of 2018. So in just half the amount of time, they had 600 missing persons uh, from that area. So, I, and I understand they have a lot to look into and whatnot, but like, yeah, eight people that are fitting the same profiles, but 600 people are missing in just that four-year time span that uh, was part of MacArthur's active time. Um, so it's like, why are, why are these things not being looked into more? 600 missing people in four years sounds like a, a hell of a lot in one division to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me just Google it. How many people live in Toronto? I'm going to guess 2 million. You think it's smaller? Bigger. Smaller? Bigger. Bigger? Smaller? Bigger. Bigger? Three million. Three. Or 2.9. My second guess was right. Kind of. The greater Toronto area? 5.9 million. 5 million? 5, Five million. million. Oh. Happiness in glass jar. Oh, we're going to miss 4th of July this year. Oh. We can't yell at fireworks this year. <laughs> that and yeah yeah i'll lay on the ground in the front of the lake house though for the last and just <laughs> and be like mom, <laughs> mom <laughs> don't you think that i have a problem <laughs> just lay right there at the floor and just uh, she'll come in and be like e okay Is it, yes i'm okay uh okay yeah yeah and you just yell at the fireworks oh <laughs> I just remember that was just so funny because like your your dad and mom were probably just like, what the fuck? what the fuck is Are happening? Stupid facts, we weren't even uh, like that's just, normal. Yeah, well, I don't think that that's we were drunk. Tame. We were just doing doing life, just being <laughs> stupid. Yeah, because the day that I was messy was the day after. The day I thought it was the day before. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But regardless, it was like, yeah. I was not It's drunk. a blur. Or it's I, a no, blur. I think July 4th was, was the day that I was feeling ill. Because I was hungover from the day before. Hmm. And so I didn't drink anything or drink much because I was feeling ill. 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 Anyways, um, yes, this is coming out uh, on July Fifth, no fourth. fourth. Fourth, it comes out on July fourth. Well, welcome. We're celebrating Happy Independence Day. We're celebrating yeah. July fourth right now by being on this podcast. Just... Also, Thursday was Canada Day, so yes. Happy Canada Happy Day. Happy Canada Day. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Are no. you going to be celebrating Canada Day this year? Uh, I think you should. Uh, you want me to celebrate Canada Day in Cabo? Yeah. Okay. I'll just set off fireworks. What do you? No, and I don't want to ask this question because I know the answer. I was going to say, do you think that the Americans is, go to other places and then celebrate their holidays like yes. Independence Day there? Yes, 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 yes. 
because your people are garbage. We went to Australia during Thanksgiving and people asked, like, what are you guys doing for your Thanksgiving? And we were like, nothing. No, they said, what are you doing for your Thanksgiving? <laughs> and we said, nothing. And he said, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then everyone was like, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. Don't make fun of her accent. You bitch. You bat. Um, yeah, whatever. Anyways, that's our podcast. <laughs> Well, it certainly is, isn't it? It certainly is. We got there, honey. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, we're here. We're queer. <laughs> get we used to, get it, used to it because let's talk about gay stuff. Is bringing you the latest and greatest <laughs> in gay history, gay? Mama. Mm. Get the gays are here. They're doing it. Um. And still queer. they want you to know. And we are part of it. Yeah. Because Chris is on there often. I was on there one, one time. time. Out of three fucking years. Not yeah. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Well, th- third This season. is the third year. This is the third year. I, I was there and we talked about gay stuff. We did. We talked about divas. We talked about gay history. We talked about... Uh, what pride means to us. Throwing the last brick at Stonewall. Throwing the last brick at Stonewall. And I believe that when I was at Stonewall, I might have kicked a rock. Did you? A little bit. Back and in so, 1969? Oh, no, no. Recently. Because I'm youthful. When you went and visited... Yeah, where? <laughs> Here. <laughs> Look at all this skin, Mama. This rubber. This Laffy Taffy skin. Hair. This is hair. <laughs> this is the hair movement. Oh my it's a god! Wig. It's not hair. It's a wig, it's, but it's real. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, we've been there recently. Uh, go check us out. Go listen to them for all of your pride needs. It's it's still pride for two more days. Mm-hmm. No, one more day. One more day. Well, two, uh, yeah, one more day. We it's, get one more. We, well, they're listening. One day and one hour. They're also listening to this on Sunday, so it's already passed. So, yeah, Pride was last month. <laughs> and I hope you had a and good time. now it's July, which means it's Gay Wrath Month. So, get out there and... Be do gay, gay, do rap? crimes. Yeah. Just, I don't know, just like... Post on... lewd content on the internet. I do that all the time. That's what Pride, or that's what Anti-Pride Month is about. Yeah, Anti-Pride So that's... Let's talk about gay stuff at let's talk about gay stuff.com. Let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram and talk gay stuff on Twitter. If you want to send them an email, that's let's talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. Well, you should also listen to our voices somewhere else because you just love our soft and sultry and scathing mine gay is voices. Mine dulcet. is dulcet and bassy. Oh, mine is scathing. Uh, that's our Spoopy Podcast. Our Ruby Podcast. Our Ruby Podcast. We're on the, our Spoopy Podcast. That's our Ruby Podcast. Uh, we talk about what is happening in the latest drag televised drag competitions, Mama. We just finished Australia mm, Drag Down Race Under. Down Under, uh, and we are about to pop in and get onto All Stars Six, Six Mama. Mama. There's a lot of things going on there. Uh, so you can listen to us at uh, Our Ruby Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, we also have a website, OurRubyPodcast.com, our Instagram, Our Ruby Podcast at Instagram dot com and then also facebook our ruby podcast um send us an email at our ruby podcast at gmail.com 
Yes, 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 yes. And like what Spencer said, we are our spooky podcast. So if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and uh, give us a review. Come on, come on, Mama. Just pop on and give us a review on uh, Facebook. You can give us a review on uh, uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Google, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I would like uh, I would like somebody to compliment my voice. Um, if you're not going to do that, don't do anything. Don't don't leave a review. If um, you want to compliment me, please don't do it. Don't Spencer. If you're trying to podcast, Chris, I would advise you to seek counsel. Yeah. Um, and talk to a priest uh-huh. or exorcism. What, exorcism. Whatever religious icon you feel comfortable with, and if there's no religious icon you feel comfortable with, just read um, War and Peace before you do it. Because I imagine it'll take a long time. Yeah. Um, of course, we'd love to thank our OG sponsor, Economy Works. Hey, you a small business trying to do it all? Mm-hmm. Take marketing, for example. Nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn account. Who has time to take pictures, write posts, and get them posted online? Let alone like, comment, share, and respond to followers. Don't worry. Economy Works is here to help. Let the Economy Works Talent Network help you do marketing so you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yum. Oh, that was just. Dulcet tones. Dulcet tones. Dulcet tones. Ah, yes. Should we tell all of our friends to get get spoopy spoopy with it?